you are listening to Zdeněk's English Podcast. My name is Zdeněk, and whether you like it or not, I'm actually your host. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Zdeněk's English Podcast. This episode is dedicated to my listeners, which is obviously the most valuable asset, the most valuable thing I have that I possess. Well, I don't think I possess my listeners in any way. Obviously, my listeners are free people of the universe, free people of the planet Earth. They are not my servants. I don't own them as my property, not by any stretch of imagination. Obviously, they are free people. They can do whatever whatever they want. Uh, they can decide about the steps they take. Obviously, that's a stupid idea. And uh, hopefully this is not this kind of humor is not offensive to you uh, in any way. Um, it's a slightly off-color joke. I may be rubbing you up the wrong way. I may be irritating you a bit. So if if I managed, if I have managed to do this uh, after recording about one minute of this podcast, please feel free to leave. At any point uh, during this uh, episode, that's after all what you can all do. This is your free will. You have all free will. Uh, I'm not holding you here. But hopefully you will stay. Because as I said, uh, you are most precious to me. And that's why this episode is devoted and dedicated to you, my listeners. I sometimes wonder how many listeners I have. Um, it's kind of hard to tell. There is uh, no way for me that I can count this. Uh, I can get some statistical data from Audioboo. There is this kind of feature which will tell me how many listens each episode has. I think it could be listens stroke download. But... It doesn't tell me exactly how long the people listened to the episode. You know what I mean? Like, did they listen to the whole bit? Or did they just listen to first two minutes or ten minutes or whatever? It doesn't tell me if they maybe listened to it for the second time, you know, because uh, it's always good to listen to some episodes more times, uh, especially if you don't understand everything for the first time. You may actually learn uh, that it's quite beneficial for your English to try and find something new, try and uh, concentrate on what I say or on what is said on the podcast in greater detail because it's always easier if you do this for the second time, obviously. So I don't, I don't really know how many listeners I get and it's... It's something I would always love to know. It's I'm very curious about this. Uh, let's hope the number of listeners uh, is steadily rising. Um, but obviously, my podcast is a, a free project, a project of a non-native speaker teacher. So I understand that uh, I have to do everything I can in order to convince everyone and I have to fight basically for every single listener. It's a tough job, but it's a challenging one and I enjoy it. Uh, 
So, if you are listening to ZDX English podcast for the first time, or if you have listened to maybe just one or two episodes, and this is one of the first episodes you have been listening to, actually, uh, I do hope you stay. I do hope you uh, give me a chance to prove that uh, this podcast is worth listening to. And um, yeah, basically, welcome, welcome to my podcast. If you are a true listener, though, um, but now it's hard to say, it's hard to define a true listener. I guess a true listener is not everyone, okay? Um, true listener is probably the person who is eager to discover or who is eager to know that a new episode has been published and you have this kind of a feeling that you really need to go out there and listen to it. A true listener is someone who has listened to most of my episodes. I don't say that you necessarily have to listen to all of them, but uh, I don't think listening to just one, two or three episodes um, gives you this kind of a status of a true uh, loyal listener. But of course, I, um, I'm grateful even for people who support me in any way. You know, you don't have to be my listener in order to be respected by me. Uh, even if you just support me, even if you generally uh, like the idea of me doing the podcast, I'm grateful for you and uh, I'm really happy that uh, you have decided to kind of stand by me. So, um, all in all, um, a person who kind of pay at least a little bit of attention and uh, manages to listen to these episodes to, till the end and um, is curious about the future episodes, this kind of person is a, a, a loyal listener of the Next English Podcast, a, a true listener, and I do hope uh, there are about 100 people of this sort. As I said, it's hard for me to tell. Some episodes have been listened to by many more people, for example, the one with Luke. Uh, the first one with Luke was listened to by almost 2,000 listeners which is obviously a huge number, but um, I think it's due to the fact that a lot of people were interested in Luke rather than me, which is uh, natural. And also because, um, you know, a lot of people just wanted to hear me interviewing Luke, but maybe they didn't really pay attention or didn't really listen to the end. Anyway, some other episodes may have, for example, 200 listens, but there are even some which have a bit less so, in this episode, uh, there are a few things that I would like to deal with. And let me tell you in this kind of a short synopsis, let me lay it out to you. Uh, first of all, I want to respond to an audio message that I received from Gabor from Hungary. Um, that's what um, initially actually brought me to this idea of making the episode devoted to you guys, to you listeners. Uh, the message from Gabor, which I received about a few days ago on my Audioboo channel. Uh, you know that you can find Zdenek's English Podcast on audioboo.fm. Just type in Zdenek's English Podcast in this search engine on this site and you will find me. And of, of course you can subscribe to me there. And sometimes the listeners uh, leave comments underneath my episodes. And what you can do 
it has this cool feature that you can even uh, leave an audio comment. And this is exactly what Gabor from Hungary did. Um, I, I hope, by the way, that I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Gabor. If I don't, please correct me. And, you know, I love getting feedback of any sort. And getting a voice message feedback, it's pr probably the best kind of feedback I can get. Because it's really cool to hear actually your voice. You know, I, I love to hear uh, different accents of, di of people from different countries. And it's really interesting and cool for me if you do this. So thank you very much, Gabor. And the, really, I've decided to reward you for your effort. Because it's never easy to do this, you know. Um, it's never easy to... You have to put yourself out there and uh, come out of your comfort zone and actually... It's really difficult for a lot of people because they're afraid that they will be judged. And, you know, maybe some people may actually laugh at them or something. But don't get discouraged. Just keep doing this, guys. This can only help your English. This is a really great way of improving your own English. They say the words are mightier than sort. And uh, it's true. It's true. I would say if I if I can hear your voice, it's it's even mightier than uh, written text. So if you can keep leaving these messages, it would be really great for me and and for the podcast as such. So that's what I want to do. I want to respond to this message from uh, Gabor from Hungary. When I started preparing this episode, uh, I wasn't sure if this would suffice. I wasn't sure. If this uh, response from uh, if this response to Gabor would do the job, if it would be enough to make one podcast episode, I thought it wouldn't be long enough. Uh, probably it would. Mm, it's what always happens, doesn't it? Um, I kind of lose track of the time, and I I get carried away, and this is what always happens, doesn't it? Well, anyway. Um, let's let's hurry it up a bit. Let's speed it up a bit th then. Um, so I thought maybe this message wouldn't do. So what I did was that I sent I sent an email to Daniel from Italy. That's the guy who made the logo for Zenex English Podcast, the newest logo, and uh, he has been a listener of, um, of the excuse me of the podcast for a long time and. He sent me a lot of emails and uh, generally gave me a lot of feedback for which I'm so grateful to him. We even Skyped several times. Uh, Daniel is a very interesting guy and he is an advanced learner of English and he has really good idiomatic English. So I said to myself, Daniel, you have to send him an email and ask him if to record a short message, perhaps a question for you to answer to, to make it more interactive and to get him kind of involved in this episode too. You have to do this. And I did it and luckily and thankfully uh, Daniel was up for it. Uh, he sent me a recording and of course um, I want to respond to this recording as well. By the way, guys, I will play you these recordings that uh, both... Uh, Gabor and Daniel recorded for me. You will have a chance actually to listen to their voices, which is great, I think. Both of them allowed me 
uh, allowed me to do this. They both gave me a green light. So that's what you can look forward to. And then I'd like to talk about some Skype interview offers I received from the listeners, which is another interesting thing that has happened to me recently. In the last few weeks, I have received three, actually three Skype interview offers. So I'd like to spend some time talking about this. I want to tell you more about such offers, what it means to me and how I'm going to go about this. Right? And yeah, that's that's basically it. So this episode is going to be about responding to the messages I got from Gabor and Daniel, answering their questions and also about me uh, reacting to these Skype interview offers. All right, so let's get started. Hello, my name is Gabor from Hungary. I have been uh, listening your podcast for uh, about half a year and because I love this very much, I have decided to leave a short message uh, for you. First, I think it is uh, so kind of you to made, uh, I think, 80 podcasts so far and uh, all the material is free, so it is very good. And uh, I have heard one of your podcasts, I don't remember which one, that you want to teach English in England. And I think it is uh, not impossible because uh, one of my friends lives in a small village near London and uh, when he was learning English in the UK, he met uh, some teachers whose English is uh, not the first language. So I think you shouldn't give up, stay hard and be positive about the future. But now I would like to ask uh, some question about the Dota 2. I have heard you like this game. And uh, have you got uh, any favorite hero or role in the game? Have you, have you a member of uh, any team or you play in the public game with unknown players? And uh, the last one, how long have you been playing this game? Uh, oh, 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 and uh, another one, uh, let's see, do you hate uh, Russian people who can play and write only Russian in the English server? Okay, okay, that's it now, that was my short comment, have a nice day, bye, bye. So I got this message from Gabor and it was, I think, underneath the episode 80 or 79 or 81. I'm not sure, but I'm sure it was, it was one of the episodes with Vika, Victoria, the Ukrainian student of mine. And he left me this message here, which, which seemed at first sight, which seemed a bit unrelated to the episode, but it was certainly related to the next English podcast. So, first of all, I want to thank you, Gabor, for doing this for me, for sending me this feedback. And it was really nice of you to uh, give me this encouragement because it's quite a big deal for me. You know, I decided that I would go to England to kind of try my luck. And it's a big deal for me. It's a big deal. 
I'm, I'm, I'm really afraid of doing this. I have self-doubts. I still, I still think I can pull this off. But there are a lot of question marks, actually, about this whole thing. So, you know, I think I will need to have a lot of luck. Um, I'll have to be lucky once I get there to find a job quickly, to find a good job, find a satisfying one. And there will be a lot of things that I'll need to deal with. And that will require a lot of patience. And you may know from some of the previous episodes that I sometimes come across as a rather impatient person. So um, it will be tough, tough thing to do. And I really appreciate your encouragement. Thank you very much indeed. I will really need to go about this very, very uh, strategically. I will need to make some good decisions plan everything well and just plan some contingencies, you know, like A, B, C, D and escape plan if this whole thing doesn't work out because it's well possible, right? Obviously, the worst case scenario being that I run out of all my money because this is never... You have to think about the financial side, especially if you're someone uh, living in the Czech Republic. And of course, suddenly... Um, finding accommodation and living in England requires a great deal of financial resources. So I will need to do a lot of careful planning, really. Okay, um, it won't be easy, but I will. I will try to do my best. But the worst case scenario is that I actually lose all my money. I run out of my money. Um, possibly even I will end up in a debt. Hopefully not, though. And I'll have to go back with shame, um, which will be tough because, you know, people will... I will become the laughing stock for my friends and all people around me. This is a very courageous thing to do, and people don't realize how difficult this may be. On the other hand, I'm, I have experience of going there. So I think some people would actually put their money on me that I could succeed in England and in London and become an English teacher. But, you know, it's tough. It's tough thing. Thank you. Thank you, Gabor, for encouraging me. And your questions. Let's, let's get to your questions. That's what you want to hear, right? The answers, the answers to your questions. Well, your questions are about Dota. Now, what is Dota? I think I've spoken about Dota here before. Dota is a computer game, okay? So if you're not interested in playing computer games, uh, I think you can stop listening for about 5 or 10 minutes. Uh, you don't have to stop listening. You can just rewind, rewind forward, right? Um, that's what you can do because uh, you have um, state-of-the-art MP3s and cutting-edge uh, laptops. So obviously this is, not, this is nothing new. Uh, they all, all the players, all the players and programs, they have this feature of uh, fast forward that you can use to jump some sequences of the podcast episode, don't they? They should, they certainly have have this. So, speaking of Dota, mm, Dota is actually an acronym for Defense of the Ancients, and it's a game, right? I said that it's a computer game. Okay, I. I have to repeat this in case you didn't hear me enough. So, um, Dota is like a mode to the game Warcraft 3. 
some of you may know Warcraft 3. It's a strategy which was which came out about it is it's long time ago. It may be 12, 11 years ago. I'm not sure exactly, but long, long time ago. And it was a very popular game, and a lot of people made some maps, and also someone made the game Dota. It's an amazing game, it's like one map, and it's an online game, so you play a against real, real people, real opponents, not just some artificial intelligence uh, computer uh, opponent, which would be stupid, of course. But you actually play against real people. What happens in this game is that you choose a hero, okay, and uh, you are part of an alliance. You have four other friends on your side. They are your allies. So there are five of you all together. And you, uh, you, stand up against, you stand up against the opposite team, which uh, consists of also five players. So it is five players versus five players. And you have your own base and they have their base. What you have to do is you have to fight um, uh, neutral units, uh, push the lanes in order to get experience, to level your heroes up, to learn new spells and magic skills and all that kind of thing. And uh, also you collect gold and find and you don't find items. You create items which you uh, buy for the gold you accumulate. And once you get strong enough, you can start destroying the towers and also the enemy base. It gets very exciting because uh, if you are a really good player, uh, your hero your hero can start killing the enemy heroes, which is a great moment in the game. If you actually manage to kill someone, it's, it's really fun. And it's really awesome because there's a huge selection of heroes from which you can choose. And... Uh, it's it's really amazing because all heroes are different so there is um, a lot of potential for combinations in the game and what happened to me is that I really became kind of addicted to this game right I became addicted and there are a lot of uh, play styles you can have you can play as a carry that's a type of a hero um, who can become really strong later in the game and you can play a support, which basically means you help your allies, you heal uh, the other heroes. Or you can be a tank, you'll be in the front line once you get into battles. If you are a bad player, you will become a feeder. It means it will be easy for enemy heroes to, to kill you. And once you become a feeder, there is, it's kind of hard to get out of this it's kind of becomes a vicious circle it's hard to get out of this position because you will be an easy target you'll become kind of a scapegoat you know everyone will like to um, everyone will like to kill you because you are easily killed and you don't pose any danger to them so I played Dota for a long time I actually started playing Dota when I came back from England which was I think in 2008 I might have played Dota even in England because I had a computer there but I don't remember exactly nevertheless I played Dota for about I think eight years that's a long time that's a hell of a time right and unfortunately I think I became addicted to this game so 
that was really bad for me. And and about three months ago, may have been four, I actually managed to get rid of this addiction. I I stopped playing Dota. You're probably a Dota player, Gabor. I know you wanted to you want to hear something about Dota from me. I love Dota. I was really into this game. And, you know, but at the same time, it was addiction for me. I spent too much time playing instead of, I don't know, hanging out with my friends, doing something worthwhile, actually. I actually managed to finish university. I uh, graduated from a university, uh, even though I played Dota and I was a good, good student. I knew, I knew when to when to study and when not to study, I, I guess. But there were times when I played Dota for, I don't know, six hours in a row, you know. So, I, it's horrible. I came back home, I didn't even eat, I played Dota or I called a pizza delivery and then I played the game and got the pizza delivered and, you know, they delivered a pizza to me and I ate the pizza while playing the game. Oh my God. I was a horrible, horrible person. The girls are dated, hated this. They never appreciated this because they, for example, they wanted to call me or something. Yeah. And I was playing and I, of course, um, I know what relationship is about. So I know I have to, um, it's about giving and taking. So whenever they called me, they wanted to tell me something, you know, or Or stuff, so I'm supposed to listen to them, of course, right? So what I did was that I listened to them, and at the same time I played the game, right? It was horrible because I couldn't concentrate on either of these things, and I generally sucked at playing as well as being a good boyfriend. So Dota was addiction for me. Now I know this sounds really negative, but I did enjoy playing Dota. Don't get me wrong; it is an amazing game. Actually, it's Dota One. You know, they made Dota 2, but I don't like it. It's the graphics. It seems to be too colorful and just, you know, it's just over the top for me. It's it's too much of magic and too too many of graphic uh, graphical effects. Uh, my eyes become sore when I play this game. So I never played Dota 2. I I did I did have a look at it, but um, it didn't catch my attention. So I I stuck to Dota 1 and as I said, I played it for eight years. It actually helped me to get through a, a difficult stage in my life. Um, I never told you exactly what happened to me and I think I never will. This is a hard thing for me to talk about. At first I thought I would tell you in the episode ups and downs, uh, but um, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, uh, I just couldn't talk myself into doing this. It's too painful for me to talk about these things. But nevertheless, it did help me to overcome this terrible period in my life because I just kind of hit in a different world. It was another reality and it gave me opportunity to forget about certain things, right? So in hindsight, I am not unhappy that I played Dota. But at the same time, you know, I'm kind of two minds about this. I could have used my time more productively. And now, hopefully, I will not come back to Dota. I will not relapse, as you might say. You know, when people 
take drugs and they uh, go off drugs once, you know, maybe they um, get some therapy and they manage to quit this habit, you know. Um, it's, it's the same with Dota or smoking or anything. There is always this risk that um, you can come back to it once you feel a bit down in the dumps or you feel a bit down and, you know, um, the only thing you can think of is doing something that would cheer, cheer you up and you suddenly start remembering how great you felt when you played Dota or when you smoked or took drugs. Um, it's a bit of an illusion, really. I don't think it's it's real, this thing, uh, because I don't think you realize the risks or how much there is at stake for you, actually, once you want to get back to your addiction. But hopefully this won't happen to me. So I stopped playing Dota because I realized it wasn't giving me any kind of value. It wasn't productive for me and I could use the time that, uh, that I was spending on Dota differently, more productively. Uh, I could, for example, study English more, right? Or do something else. Hopefully, I'm doing it now uh, by recording the podcast. Uh, instead, I could, I could be playing Dota, you know, but I'm not. I'm here for you recording this podcast episode devoted to my listeners. Uh, you are asking me where I played if I played for a team. Okay, so of course I started playing uh, on Battle.net. Uh, it was like a public game where anybody, anyone could play. Uh, this was full of noobs, full of newbies, basically novices, people who couldn't play well. And once you get the hang of this game, once you get the grips with it, um, you become really annoyed with these kind of people who often leave the games. Uh, they were often referred to as leavers, right, in the game. And you gradually learn to hate these kind of people because uh, you want to enjoy the game. And once somebody leaves in one team, the game becomes disbalanced, right? Because there are five players in one team and four players in the other team. And it's not, it's not fair, is it? So and then I found Dota League. That's where I played. It's like a server, a platform where you could play. It was a really good one. Then they shut down, so... I had to go on to Dotalicious, which was a good one as well. And uh, the last one, it was the last two years I spent in Premium Dota. It was a really, really, I think it was the best of all of these. But you had to wait for a game to start up sometimes, uh, several minutes. But it was a good place to play Dota. Um, I never actually played in a team or for a clan. To be honest with you, my favorite hero was definitely Techies. As a cunning hero who could lay mines and uh, harm the enemies in a kind of a slightly uh, malicious, malicious way. Um, very sly and cunning hero. Nobody liked to play against Techies and most of people didn't like to play with Techies. I think I liked, in a way, to wind everyone up. And I think I really did become good with this hero. Some of my other favorite heroes were Rubik. Rubik uh, was an intelligence hero who could steal. He had a unique spell which allowed you to steal uh, any other spells from different heroes. And I also uh, liked uh, Dazzle. 
who was like a, a dark priest. He could heal, heal heroes, and he could make uh, the allies invulnerable for about five seconds, which was a very cool thing in the game. So generally, I preferred intelligent heroes in the game, and uh, it's because I, I preferred to fight from distance. I like to. I um, preferred the range range attack. So these were my favorite heroes, especially techies. Um, you are also asking me if I hated Russian people. You probably meant in the game, not generally. Because, of course, I don't hate Russian people in general sense. Uh, um, you know, I have a lot of Russian students and some of them even featured on the podcast. And there must be some Russian listeners. Of course, I don't hate Russian people. This is about something else. This is about public games, which were often full of Russian players who couldn't speak English at all and who used Azbuka, who used their alphabet, which nobody could read. And it did really annoy a lot of players. So I I see what you mean. I know what you're getting at. And yeah, I have to say that sometimes this was annoying for me It irritated me. It rubbed me up the wrong way sometimes. But, um, you know, as a beginning player, uh, this is something you have to cope with. And once you become kind of accustomed to playing Dota, you will always find a place where to play with some rules, with people who respect rules, with people who all speak English. Well, when I say speak English, it's in quotation marks because I don't think um, this slang, this gaming slang, this written English, this, you know, it's, it was a lot of flaming and a lot of abbreviations and like words like what the fuck, like WTF and OMG, oh my God. I don't think this is actually best for your English, you know. So this could have possibly had a bad effect on my English. Although this can be an interesting subject to even study to write a diploma paper about. I don't think it's particularly good because you will find yourself among a lot of learners of English who can't really speak English very well. So going back to your question, I don't think I don't think I would gener I would specifically hate Russian players. I generally hated all players who didn't speak English well and who left the games and who refused to cooperate in the game, you know, who were there just for themselves. Dota is is a team game. You have to stick to the team. You have to keep to some rules. You mustn't steal from your friends. You have to, you know, you have to support each other and things like that. So, yeah, that's it. So, unfortunately, I have drawn this out. It's too long. I I got carried away once again. I'm really sorry. I think it's because Dota was a game which really took up a lot of my time in life. So that's why there is a lot I can say about this game now. And hopefully Gabor will be happy with my answer. So I'm gonna wrap it up now. And this will be the first part of this episode devoted to my listeners. And in the second part I'm gonna deal with the message I got from Daniel, and I will tell you more about those Skype interview offers. All right, I hope you're cool with this. 
hopefully this was interesting for you. It was this kind of a personal personal episode again. It was about me, about this podcast, and also about the listeners of the podcast. So thank you, Gabor, for your message, and I hope I will hear from you again in future. And hopefully this message for Gabor may serve as an example. It may be an example that Gabor is setting for other listeners. Uh, can encourage them to leave comments and you know respond respond to the episodes and give feedback and all that kind of thing. That's it from me. Have a lovely day, and I will speak to you soon in the second part of this episode. Bye bye.